Time to welcome in Dave Rose, the retired BYU basketball coach, joins us now on the Sprint special guest line. Sprint makes it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Dave, good morning. Good morning, guys. How we doing? Good. So I'm, I'm curious before we get to all the basketball, did, did you retire at exactly the right time or exactly the wrong time? Because I know travel was a big part of the equation. You, you were talking about your wife and all the trips she had planned, and obviously that's all come to a halt. So I guess it's the wrong time to be retired. But, you know, with all the stuff going on, it's also the right time to be retired. So, and how do you look at that now? Yeah, well, I, I think the, uh, you know, the actual mental stress of it is probably it's the right time. But um, the physical activity of our plans and things we wanted to do, probably the wrong time. But uh, I, I really, it, it's hard for me to kind of get a grip on uh, what the, what the, the coaching coaches and their staffs are actually, you know, trying to plan for and trying to motivate their kids for. I mean, it's all, it's already tough enough. It's a, you know, they're they're pretty hard jobs. But now we're, you know, we're in an, in an era where. Uh, we're trying to put all this together and put travel plans together and 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 schedule for conference games, pre you know preseason games, and not really knowing if any of it's going to happen and uh, and still motivating your players and get them to 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 get going every week, every day. So that there, there's some real uh, mental stress issues I'm sure that all the coaches are going through. What was your initial reaction when you heard this loner kid wanted to leave Utah and come to BYU? Um, I, I was surprised. Um, I think like everybody else, I think, you know, when Caleb made his commitment, he, he sounded like, uh, you know, he was really uh, confident in what he wanted to do. And and, uh, and then over the course of um, the high school season and, and playing uh, um, for a year at Wasatch and living, you know, in Utah, his parents have moved here to, to Utah County. His grandparents live here in town. And, um, you know, somewhere along the line, you know, he, uh, he kind of had a change of heart and, uh, you know, those are, those are such tough things uh, as a coach. I mean, that, that's, a, that's the stuff that, you know, I don't, <clears throat> I don't miss at all is when you try to, you know, you get something done and you know, you've got it and you count on it. And then you, you tell other guys that, Hey, you know, you're no longer on our list. And, uh, and then they change their minds and put you in a position to where you're behind you're eight months, nine months behind the eight ball trying to figure out how you're gonna finish out your roster. Those those are hard things and um I feel for, for Larry and his staff, but again then excited for, for Mark and his staff because they got a good player, that's for sure. Well that's what I wanted to get to because obviously this whole discussion it's all predicated on the fact that he's going to come in and be really good. Does he have the game to come in and be really good right away? Is this going to be a process? Is there a, you know, a potential hole in his game that he could really never reach that heights? Because we see that happen with recruits sometimes too. How, how much of a lock is he to be a very good player? Well, you know, I think that uh, the potential is is five star. I mean, he's really got potential. You know what what he actually does with it? Because and, and the reason is because of his size. I mean, he's, he's ready built. You don't have to predict anything as far as, is he, he needs to gain some weight or he just gets, you know, get, get a little bit taller. I mean, this kid is, is put together really well. I, I recruited this kid since he was in eighth grade and, and, uh, yeah, I was, you know, we were the first guys to offer him a scholarship and, and, 
You know, I remember that you know the day that 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 happened, and I I told him straight up. I said, Caleb, now listen, when everybody else comes in, you need to remember that you know BYU is the first guy that 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 came through here and and uh, thought that you were you know a college guy, and then a year later it it, it kind of blew up. But uh, I think that position will be the issue. He 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 wants to be a three, and that's what kind of why he moved from from Texas out here. And then what happened with his high school team at Wasatch Academy, you know, Matty Sissoko got hurt, uh, had his hand, you know, all messed up, and so he didn't get to play early in the season. So Caleb moved to the five and had a, a, a great season playing that position and really was a matchup problem for any center in high school. Um, but uh, I think on, at the college level, at the professional level, he wants to play uh, on the wing, and that will be the issue. You know, what what is he? Is he a five, four, three, and uh, and how quickly he can develop that? And then, what does Mark really need for, from him? Uh, Mark's got, I think, pretty good um, uh, inside players and, and guys that are ready to, to, to step right in and play there. Uh, maybe there's a little more time uh, on the floor, on the wing, or somewhere. So we'll see. But I, I think potentially. Uh, there's no question the kid's got a ton of potential. I wanted to talk to you, Dave, about the issue of kids getting out of their letter of intent. You know, kids transfer like crazy now. You and I have been in your office when you talk about it and kids come in and, and you know, you want to have the year-end evaluation, and if you don't tell them they're going to be a star, they take off, and that's well-documented. But they've been in the program I, I got to admit, the things that you just said about somebody that you've been recruiting and then you get a commitment and then you tell other kids that you stop committing or you're going to stop recruiting because you got the commitment from another player. Nothing against this kid as an individual, but in my mind, as a kid who makes a commitment and it doesn't even go to the school and ask for a release and credit Utah for giving it to him, I've got a little bit of a problem with that because he never experienced the school in the first place, but yet he wants out, and that has such a domino effect. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it's it's, it's tough. I mean, because, you know, for, for me, I was always of, of, you know, I just felt like if you made a commitment, you kept your commitment. When you got to the, when you got to the school, like you said, uh, PK, that, and then, then different issues came up, and then you decided that maybe it wasn't for you. Um, that was a different situation. I, I really believe that somehow in this process, the coach in this position becomes the the bad guy or the good guy or the wrong guy when really it, the, the player's controlling the whole situation. And, and uh, you know, for me personally and the way I was, you know, brought up and the way I coached for 36 years, I think that – you know, when you make a commitment that you, you really, uh, the kid needs to honor that commitment and, uh, and not, and, and the coach shouldn't be able to have the power to let him off or not let him off. It's just, it just happens. And then they know that it happens. And then that's the result of you make a decision to change that without actually attending the school. Then there's no other way around it. And people will look and say, Oh, well, this is America. Kids should be able to make choices. Coaches leave and kill coaches go. But in this situation, uh, you, you're putting you know eight, nine, ten months of work together to put a roster and a team together, and there's some things that you have to be able to count on uh, as a coach, and that's my opinion. Is any of this going to change, though? 
No, 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 no. Kids, kids are going to get way more control, and and then I think that in the future you're going to see all of them get one uh, get out of jail card free, you know, and they're going to get to, to transfer one time and be able to play. And uh, I don't know if that will be next year, but uh, we thought the vote was going to be this year, and then it all kind of went south, and we never even uh, never even had the vote, and uh, so the kids all have to go now individually appeal for each individual transfer eligibility, but I think in the, in the coming years, you're going to see the fact that, uh, but, but you know what, I, I don't, I, I do think that if they do this, that they've got to be able to control it somehow, and at least make the kid go to school there. I mean, and then and then be able to make a decision that if you want to leave, you can leave and then play automatically, you know, immediately. But uh, th- th- this makes it really, really hard on coaches, that's for sure. Yeah, that was my whole point, is that you never even went there to see if you didn't like it. At least go. You made this commitment, and then you, you, you renege on it. Uh, how surprised were you, or what was your reaction that Utah let him go without any restrictions? Well, in, in, in today's world, not so much. I, I think that uh, the coach, you know, coaches when they hold those letters and when they hold, don't don't release kids that they take so much uh, heat from so many different ways. And um, I think sometimes you just you, you realize that hey, this is what it is, and you're not going to get the kid, and why punish the kid and and then take all the the heat from you know all the all the, all the different you know people are going to come after you and and you know I'm talking about not you know not just you know from local people and from fans I'm talking from you know national media and and uh, I think everybody has has got an opinion and an opportunity to express their opinion nowadays and uh, I think that changes the you know the the, the actual feel of what you do as a coach in certain situations like this. And that's, that's probably the hardest thing is that, you know, what you want to do and you know, what you think in your heart is the right thing to do. And sometimes you do what you need to do. So this won't be without fallout for the player either. You know, that, uh, that, you know, there, there's hecklers everywhere and people are going to say stuff and, how much does that get into kids' head? Because I think you've had to deal with that, where players, you know, ha- had a bit of a bullseye on them when they went into opposing arenas. Yeah, we we've been on both ends of it, and uh, I think that it it uh, it's a real opportunity for kids to just become a lot tougher, quicker, because uh, it happens immediately. I mean, the first first uh, time that he goes into a gym that people know his background it's, it's going to be an issue even if it's not in in utah you know i remember when we got trent whiting uh from utah years and years ago and uh and immediately you know it, we got him we uh at, at christmas time we got him eligible and uh you know he played the, the second half of the season for us and but but he was a you know a seasoned guy by that time it was a, he was a senior and had been through junior college and, you know, a, a year of, of division one ball. And, uh, so he expected it, knew what was coming for these young, for these younger players. I, I think that, uh, it'll be a real awakening and a real, uh, eye opener when he realizes that the, the fan base, uh, are not only cheering for their team, but they're attacking him individually. And, uh, and, and and again, you got to look at it in a positive way, in, in, in a way that you know just make you tougher a lot quicker. Because 
that's going to happen, especially if you become a really good player like everyone thinks he's going to become. And, and you know, I, I think that uh, you, you've got to – there's so many angles that are involved in this. You know, you, you look at, um, you know, the decision for him to not want to go to Utah and, and you know, where is he going to go and who's involved and how does that happen. And, you know, uh, I, I, I really believe there's so much – uh, involved as a coach, you know exactly what had to happen to make all of that work. And uh, a lot of people that are really happy right now, and a lot of people that uh, aren't that happy, and we'll have to see how it plays out for Caleb. How about the glorious hair, though? Can he keep it? <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be surprised if, if it doesn't. Uh, I, I, I saw on social media where he's actually made an attempt uh, to shorten it a little bit, but uh, I, I still think he's got a ways to go. But uh, he, he, uh, he is such a good kid. You know, it's, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be sad to, to see all the things, negative things that are said about him because, uh, you know, I, I was on that trail for three years and spent so much time on the phone and in the gym. And, uh, you know, we had him on an official visit early in his junior year and, got a chance to really know the kid and and he's i mean he he just is he's a fun guy to be around he's a he's a happy kid and he loves the game he loves life um and uh he's gonna get he's gonna get a start to this that's probably a a a little more of an eye-opener than uh it would have been if if, uh, if his decision would have been a little bit different so does he have the attitude to let all this bounce off of him? Because, you know, a lot of West Coast Conference arenas, they don't compare to anything like what you were facing in the Mountain West. You know, Wyoming and New Mexico are, are different than Loyola and USD. That's obvious. Yeah. And yet it still just takes a couple of voices. One or two voices can get in your head. Is he really built as a freshman to handle this? Well, I, I think that he, 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 he is built to let stuff just run right off his back i mean he he is not a guy that uh uh you know is a real heavy deep thinker and tries to fix problems you know every time they come around he's a guy that just lives live and let live you know i mean he's he's uh uh and and that and that part of his personality will really help him through this process and uh he reminds me a lot of uh, Sunshine and, and uh, you know, remember the, or the Titans? Was that the show when the big fella, yeah. big lefty came in and and uh, everybody was giving him heck and he just took it and ended up being the best player on the, on the team at the, at the end to win the state championship. And I'm sure that's what this kid's hoping to have happen. So I saw a picture on social media, Dave. What happens or what is the discussion when Dave Rose, Dave Rice, and Tim Lacombe get together all these years later? Yeah, it's uh we've had a fun weekend. You know, Dave and uh uh and his beautiful bride Mindy and uh their second boy Dylan uh are here. Uh he's trying to figure out how to work remotely from home and he's bored to death and so uh, he came out and we've spent the, the weekend together and so we've uh, and and if you know Dave, I mean Dave Dave is just he's like a history book. I mean he he remembers dates and numbers and you know games and I mean so we've gone through just uh, an unbelievable amount of uh, big games. You know I've had some former players that have come over and the minute he sees him he says, "Hey, remember that shot you hit against TCU?" <laughs> and so uh, 
uh, we've had a lot of reminiscing and good times. And, uh, you know, he's in the middle of uh, trying to figure out, you know, what what their team's going to do there at Washington. They're all supposed to come back July 13th, and then they got to quarantine for seven days, and then they can, you know, be able to work out starting July 20th. And so uh, – a lot of uh, a lot of stories have been told, and you know, I, I think the stories get better, and it's only been a few years. So I can't wait to get together ten years from now. We wouldn't have lost the game, and we probably won the national championship by then. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, in all seriousness, I, I talked to uh, an administrator at a, not at BYU at a different school. And they were talking about, you know, issues with football and how to restart it and then crowds, if they do that, if there are games in the crowds. And I said, what about, you know, football's an outdoor sport and everything we hear is that indoor is way more dangerous than outdoor. What about basketball? And he goes, nobody's even thinking about basketball right now. That is so far away. That is several lifetimes away. When you talk to people like Dave Rice, is that, I mean, he's a basketball coach, not an administrator worried about multiple sports, but is that really true? Has anybody figured out anything for basketball this coming season? Well, I, I can I can tell you my opinion, all right? And I've talked to quite a few people about other things, you know, about media, you know, opportunities and those kind of things. And just me personally, and I love the game. I mean, I think that it's it's, and I, I love sports. I mean, I, I just can't believe how, how much I miss sports and how much life seems to be different without it. But uh, I'm nervous. I'm, I, I, I'm really nervous about well, – we'll find out here this week about this NBA bubble. I think that's uh, – everyone's really excited about it. We're all excited about it. We want it to happen so bad. But we got to figure out a way – to live with this thing, this this COVID. I mean, this coronavirus is, is everyone's got a different opinion about it, but the one thing we should all agree on is it's not just going to go away. And it has killed a lot of people around the world. And uh, we're talking about close to half a million. I mean, and, and we, we've got to figure out how to live with it and still be able to, to do the things that we like to do in that's where we are right now with Major League Baseball. Can Major League Baseball actually play during a pandemic? Can the NBA actually finish their season during a pandemic? Can we actually start up, you know, NCAA football during a pandemic? Or are we actually going to have to wait until the pandemic ends until we can crank it all back up again? And that I don't know, but that's what I'm really nervous about. Well, Dave, we'll leave it right there. Thanks for hitting a lot of topics from uh, from hair care to shutting down sports or <laughs> restarting. Man, you covered yeah. a lot of ground. Good work. All right, boys. Thanks. Thanks for your time today. All right. Thanks for coming on, Dave. Okay, we'll see you.